Happy May and welcome back to my show, Pilates Policies. I'm Sienna Pilati and thank you so much for listening. If you haven't listened to my podcast before, I aim for my show to be an informational source regarding current issues in policy, politics, and or government. This month's episode is going to be focused on misinformation and how you can avoid it. I wanted to speak about this issue because in November, we will have another presidential election. Campaigns and headlines are going to be flying at us with rapid speed, and thus, so will the spread of misinformation. Let's talk about it. I was inspired to make this episode when I saw that Ron DeSantis, Florida's governor, announced his campaign for president via Twitter. Although Twitter is not the social media platform that most people use to keep up with friends and family, it is increasingly the platform that politicians are using to reach the wider public. And since tweets are limited to only a couple of hundred characters, users are able to consume mass amounts of information in one short scroll. However, with this great ease comes great consequences. Platforms such as Twitter are breeding grounds for misinformation. And because information on social media spreads so rapidly, fake news can sometimes be hard to stop. Misinformation is defined as information that is incorrect or misleading, and the term is often used interchangeably with fake news. Fake news is also incorrect or misleading, but it is not always clear whether the information is intentionally or unintentionally misleading. Nonetheless, if you use any form of social media or frequent the internet, chances are high that you've come across multiple instances of fake news and misinformation. As harmless as fake news may seem, misinformation can do some serious damage. Sure, if you scroll past a silly headline that is clearly not true, then there's no harm done. But if there's fake news circulating about science, the government, or a crisis, then mass amounts of people could now be misinformed or panicked. Or as we approach election season, Misinformation could surface about how to vote or how the entire process functions. Misinformation such as this could interfere with the election process as a whole, so it's important that when you're scrolling through tweets to always evaluate your news source and make sure the information is correct. If you aren't sure whether or not some information you're reading is trustworthy and correct, here are some steps you can take to evaluate the source. First, ask yourself if the author of the news is credible. Make sure they're knowledgeable on what they're reporting. For example, if they're reporting on politics, they should be an expert on the political system and clearly well-versed on the important candidates and issues. In addition, you should also look to see if other news sources are reporting the same information. If there are several posts, articles, headlines, etc. reporting the same thing, then the news is probably true. Finally, if you still aren't sure if the information is reliable, investigate the sources that the author themselves used. If the reporter lists their sources and those sources are credible, then their information is probably also reliable. But if the author has unreliable sources or lacks sources altogether, 
then the information could be incorrect. So, if there's so much fake news floating around, is there anything we should or can do about it? Well, according to the Pew Research Center, when it comes to the government preventing fake news, Americans are fairly split on whether or not this is a good option. In 2021, 48% of citizens said that, quote, the U.S. government should step in to restrict false information online, even if it limits freedom of information, end quote. While Americans are fairly split on this opinion, more citizens think that tech companies, as opposed to the government, should be responsible for preventing misinformation. And we've definitely seen this happen in recent years. It's hard for the government to implement concrete policy to prevent fake news, as there is much to consider like the First Amendment's freedom of speech. But many tech companies have taken this into their own hands. For example, something that I've been seeing on Instagram is that some posts will have a disclaimer attached to them, mentioning that it could be false information as evaluated by Instagram's independent and third-party fact-checkers. So, while fake news could still make its way onto your feed, there could be warnings attached to it, and you're more aware of the validity of the information you're consuming. However, as social media continues to evolve, and people like Ron DeSantis are launching entire campaigns on these platforms, I think we may begin to see more government intervention. It's clear that the government is not afraid to step in when it comes to social media, as we've seen with many hearings regarding Facebook and TikTok. So it'll be interesting to see the manner in which they intervene if fake news continues to escalate. Even if the government doesn't intervene, we've seen that the tech companies are aware of the dangers of misinformation and have begun to implement their own policies and warnings for users. Now, if you're really confident about your fake news spotting abilities without warnings and disclaimers, then there are tons of quizzes online that you can take. For example, The Guardian, a reliable news source, listed headlines such as, quote, couple in California named baby with emoji, end quote, and quote, German street covered in chocolate after leak from chocolate factory, end quote. All of these headlines were actually reported, and as ridiculous as some of them sound, many of them were true. Regarding the examples I mentioned, the baby with an emoji name was fake, and even though a chocolate factory spill sounds like it's straight out of the world of Willy Wonka, that was true. The Guardian also explains where the headlines came from and why they were real or fake, highlighting the importance of always evaluating your news sources. Now, I'm not telling you to ditch all of the news that you get from Twitter. In fact, social media can be a really efficient way to receive news. But next time you're scrolling and see a questionable headline, just make sure to take a few extra seconds and make sure the information is correct. That's all I have for today's show. I'm Sienna Pilati, and I hope you enjoyed my podcast. You can check out my other episodes on all major podcast platforms. And you can also follow me on Instagram at P-I-L-A-T-I-S dot policies. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check back next time for more of Pilates Policies. <laughs>